from San Diego, California, it's the Frug Life Podcast with your host, Ricky Hershey. Welcome to this week's episode of the Frug Life. I wanted to start with some quick news before I jump into the main segment. So in my September 28th episode, I spoke about increasing my investment in Chinese stocks. So let's take a quick recap of China in 2020. So there are two parts of the stock market in China, I believe. There is the Shanghai and Shenzhen portion of the market. And apparently China's Shenzhen component increased 38.7% in 2020. And the CSI 300 index, which charts the top 300 stocks in both exchanges, the Shanghai and Shenzhen, rose by 27.2% in 2020. And you can compare that to the S&P 500 index in the States, right, which saw a 16.26% gain. So by investing in Chinese stocks, you would have outperformed the U.S. market, or at least a portion of the U.S. market, I should say. So perhaps my recommendation was actually a little bit late. It did come in September. And of course, by recommendation, I'm not giving investment advice, blah, 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 disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. But had you listened, I think you still would have had some pretty decent returns. And I am glad and very happy with the Chinese portion of my portfolio. Now, if you want a little bit more in-depth analysis, which I encourage you to get, I recommend listening to a recent episode of Money for the Rest of Us, which will be linked in the show notes. You know, it actually gave me the idea to check my portfolio and see where I was, and for me to realize that actually my Chinese investments have done very well. All right, well, let's get on to the main segment of today's show. Today's show is kind of for fun. I saw something crazy in the news, and let's talk about it. See you in a second. I wanted to share a quick story just for fun. How much is $20 worth? Well, recently, a $20 bill was sold for $57,000. And editing Ricky here, actually, I think the bill sold for over $100,000. How can this be? Well, this $20 bill is no ordinary $20 bill. It has a sticker on it, a Del Monte sticker, to be exact, like one you might find on a banana. So why can't I just get a $20 bill and put my own sticker on it? I have bananas over there. I have a Del Monte sticker. Well, that's because of the time that this sticker was placed on this $20 bill. So when federal currency is printed, there are three stages. The back of the bill is printed first, and then the front, and then there is a third stage when the serial number is added. And so this sticker was placed between the second and third stage, because the serial number is placed over the sticker but the sticker is also over elements of the second stage of printing. You know, I think we live in an interesting time when crazy little collector's pieces like this sell for so much money. Let me share some other interesting currency facts. Did you know that there was once a $500 bill? It featured President William McKinley on the front, and the last time it was printed was in 1969. And you might think that's crazy, 
But what if I told you there was even a $1,000 bill, and that had Grover Cleveland on it? In fact, apparently there was even a $1,000 bill with Alexander Hamilton on it. And now before you say, Ricky, stop, this is too much, I can't believe it. But would you believe that there was even a $5,000 bill with James Madison on it? And all these bills were recalled, like I was mentioning, in 1969 due to Richard Nixon fearing the money would be used for money laundering. And you know, if you go to anywhere in the world now, it's kind of hard to find large bills as large as these were. I think the largest bill now is a Swiss franc for 500 francs, which is, what, about $1,000? And of course, when I googled that, I was wrong. There was a 10,000 Singapore dollars note, which is worth, what, 7,000 US dollars at the time? Next is 10,000 Brunei dollars, and then third on that list was 1,000 Swiss francs. So I wasn't totally wrong, I was just third wrong. All right. But let's get back to U.S. currency. We were talking about $10,000 bills. There also was a $10,000 bill in the United States. It featured Solomon P. Chase on it. It's crazy to think about this in a time where $100 is the largest denomination. But now let me drop one final currency bombshell on you. There was once a $100,000 note. $100,000. It featured Woodrow Wilson on it. And it's actually a gold certificate. It was never circulated for public use. It was for conducting transactions between Federal Reserve Banks. So that $10,000 bill is really the highest bill that was, you know, a real dollar that would, would have been used for like a transaction potentially, at least a transaction amongst normal people. And perhaps normal people is not the right word because a $10,000 note in 1969 is equivalent to $70,000 in 2020, given the rate of inflation. So, you know, just a normal transaction that people would do for $70,000. So getting back to these $100,000 Federal Reserve notes, and these $100,000 bills cannot legally be held by collectors because uh, they were only for Federal Reserve banks to make transactions in between themselves. So if you, an individual, have one, somewhere down the line, a crime has been committed. So all those bills I mentioned, except that $10,000 one, are still legal currency, I believe. All of them are very rare, and for all of them, a collector would pay you a lot more than the face value. So now you have a small glimpse of what Mr. Frug sometimes does at late at night when he can't sleep. It's reading about old bills. A lot of the information on this podcast was taken from an Investopedia article. I'll share that article as well as all the other articles I referenced in this piece. And I hope you just had some fun hearing about the history of a few U.S. bills, and hopefully you learned something. I certainly wasn't aware of this until recently.